0: Herbs in Action, reflections and stories from the Phipps Conservatory and Botanical Gardens Botany in Action Fellows, discussing herbs from around the world.
1: My name is Veronica Eriart. I'm a third-year ecology and evolution PhD student at the University of Pittsburgh in the Department of Biological Sciences, and I study how pollution from pesticides, especially herbicides or weed killers affect interactions between plants, pollinators, and beneficial soil bacteria. The herb that I will be discussing today is the plant that I study in my research, red clover. The Latin name for red clover is Trifolium pratense, and it belongs to the larger family of plants called the Fabaceae, or the pea, bean, and legume family. Uh, The name red clover is actually a little misleading because its flowers are not really red at all. They are more of a pink to pinkish-purplish color. They do, however, have a very sweet honey-like scent and can range in height from being only about six inches tall to as much as three feet tall or the size of my three-year-old nephew. Each leaf of the red clover is usually composed of three leaflets like your classic three-leaf clover. Although in the lab, I have on rare occasions grown varieties uh, with as much as five leaflets on one leaf. And just for reference, the chances of finding a five-leaf clover like that in the wild is about one in a million. Nowadays, you can find red clover basically anywhere in the U.S., but it originally came from Europe. So although it's not native to the U.S., red clover isn't really considered invasive because it's not as aggressive or weedy as other invasive or non-native species, although it can be in some regions or habitats. But it was probably brought over here to the U.S. because it has this special ability to form symbioses with these beneficial soil bacteria called rhizobia, which can transform atmospheric nitrogen into a form that plants can use as a nutrient. So this has a lot of agricultural uses. It basically increases the quality of soil by increasing the nitrogen content to help crops grow better. It's had a lot of medicinal purposes over the years. So historically, it's been used to cure actually a quite a large variety of diseases, ranging from respiratory issues, such as asthma and whooping cough, to digestive problems like indigestion. And currently, researchers are looking into whether Certain compounds that are present in the flowers of red clover, called isoflavones, which are similar to the female hormone estrogen, can alleviate the symptoms of menopause. So, the reason I study red clover is because it does have this special symbiosis with uh, the nitrogen-fixing rhizobia that is important for kind of environmental health, a natural fertilizer for plants. It also participates in a mutualism with pollinators. So. It's actually a preferred food source for bumblebees in particular. It's considered to have really high quality pollen content. Because of where it grows near agricultural areas, it's also vulnerable to pollution from pesticides. And so really, I'm trying to understand how that pollution affects its biology and its interactions with these other ecosystem members to try to better understand how we can conserve these plants and also
0: the pollinators. Herbs in Action is a collaboration between Fifth Conservatory and Botanical Gardens and the Saturday Light Brigade and is made possible by the Mary Jane Berger Memorial Foundation, dedicated to educating the community about the many benefits and uses of herbs. To hear this feature again or to learn more about herbs from around the world, visit mjbergerfoundation.org.